Yo, what's up, everybody? Hey, welcome to another episode of Kane Said. Y'all, this series of shows where we're going to talk about is entrepreneurs, business owners who grind, who grind. Because you, listen, you guys only get to see the fame. But I'm going to call people in to talk about the grind. And today, I got a guest. I got an awesome guest today, man. Listen, listen, if you in the LaGrange area or the Alabama area, you know this lady, Miss April Ross. How are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? Man, I can't complain, man. You know what? You know, life is good. Uh-huh. Life is good. So, 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 April. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to talk about, you know what I'm saying, your, um, your process, your journey, mm-hmm. you know, um, as being an entrepreneur and building this brand. Yes. Okay. So let the people know who is April Ross. Um, well, I'm April Ross, and I was—I used to be April Hand, okay. uh, because you know what I realized uh, lately. Oh, okay. Lately, people have been saying, asking me, "Am I from Alabama? Am I from uh, Montgomery? Am I from Hogan'sville? Am I from Huntsville?" Right. They just got a, a misconception of where I'm from. I'm born and raised <laughs> out of Lagrange, Lagrange Georgia. Georgia. From behind the hill, as we say, <laughs> and um, with the Troop High School class okay. of nineteen ninety, and I and I said, "How why people thought I was from Alabama?" I mean, I live there now, but right, you right. know, I love my Alabama. But right. you know, hey, I'm a Georgia peach. Well, I'm gonna be honest though. Yes. I thought you were Alabama too. Really? No lie. Get out of I here. I thought you were from Alabama also. <laughs> so you one of the ones? Yeah, yeah. Put me in that boat. Put me in that boat because I definitely thought you were Alabama. A lot of people did. And I said, where did they get that from? I, I know I live there, but no, I'm born and raised out of LaGrange, Georgia. Really? Yeah. Let me tell you them, my mom, mm-hmm. she kept it. No, no, can She's from the grain. Like my mom. Your mom would tell me. Listen to mama. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. She kept telling me that. Mm -hmm. So, so April, man, I wanted to talk about, you know, um, your journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I know right now, man, you're doing a wonderful thing in media, but let's talk about it. Where did it come from? Where did that vision come from? Talk to me. I mean, Kane, I, I was thinking about this the other day when a, a young lady asked me the same thing. Um, and I have to go back to high school when okay. I was about to graduate. And coming from a home of my mom was a maid. My dad, he was uh, he worked in the plant at Milliken. Okay. Um, I was on the phone with a friend one night. It's getting close to graduation. And he's like, you know, he had a full ride scholarship. And I said, he said, what you going to do? And I said... Oh, I'm going to work in the mill. Mm. And he was like, the mill? I mm. said, yeah, my dad work in the mill. I'm going to go work in the mill. And that's why it's so important when you're asking children, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay. It's important to ask them that. But my answer was after he questioned me and then he challenged me, why the mill? Yeah. He was like, I just yeah. think you not, I think you too good for that. And I said, Oh, I ain't better than nobody. <laughs> right. He said, Not right. in that sense, but I just think that you got so much to offer. Why the meal? So then when he challenged me, it got me to thinking. Okay. So then I had enough sense because I was brought up in the church. Uh-oh. That church said amen. Right. I had enough yeah. sense to know that I didn't know the answer. Okay. And I didn't think that my parents could give me the answer that I needed mm. because, of course, you know, they made me, but God created me. Uh, so I had to get on my knees 
at 18 years old. Okay. And I said, God, what you want me to do? Ooh. I did. I, I said, I had enough sense and I'm thankful to God that my parents brought me up like that. So I went to the throne. Okay. And then, and I had a dream, a vision. Wow. And I could see it clearly. And it's just like one word, television. Now, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I didn't want to be no actress now because right, I ain't right, got right. time to learn nobody lines. <laughs> okay, okay. I like to talk. Okay, okay, I don't okay. want to learn no lines. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. So I went to Alabama State and started my degree in communication. HBCU, shout out, baby. You got to say that. You know I mean? HBCU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I went to Alabama State and um, started my journey and loved doing it, loved learning the camera work and all. And um, then I started wanting to get grown. Okay. Left okay. Alabama State, and then I went to move to Atlanta. Left my degree on the table. No. So, so hold on, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, so you went to Alabama State. Yes. Okay. Yes. Majored in communication. Okay, communication. Yes. Okay, so but once you graduated, mm -hmm. you went to Atlanta. No, I didn't even graduate. I just left. Left. Three years in okay. at Alabama State, okay. and I decided everybody was talking about Atlanta. I'm going to move to Atlanta. I don't need this degree, so I'm going to move to Atlanta. So, so, so okay, okay, I'm, I'm going to go a little further now. Uh -huh. Okay, so you went to Atlanta, but you okay, you went there to pursue media still? No. Well, yeah. Okay. And to play, too. I got you. Got it. I, I get it. I get it. I the club ATL, baby. That's yeah. where it is. Right. You know, that's what I thought. You right. know, so I went up there, uh, you know, went, uh, got into Georgia State University. Okay. Uh, pretending like I'm going to pursue my degree. No, I wasn't. Right. Um, so then I dropped out, but then I got a good job at AT&T. Okay. Making some pretty decent money. Um, and then, but that's all I was doing. Now I'm, I'm stagnant. Now I'm just making pretty decent money, mm -hmm. but I wasn't mm -hmm. happy. Mm. Um, and then, you know, looking at opportunities within AT&T was still not going to make me happy because I knew what I really wanted to do. Okay. So at this time now I got a child. Now I got a baby. I got, I got a baby I got to see about. And then I decided one day, I said, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to go to Clark, Atlanta University. Okay. And you know, when God got, see, I was out of God's will. Mm -hmm. He told me what to do in the first place. Yeah. But I got out of his will and wanted to do my will. Want to do your thing. Right. I wanted to do my thing, you mm -hmm. know. So I went on to um, Clark, Atlanta, and I never forget. Um, and I always kind of like, when I get to a situation, I always ask God to lead me to the right person to talk to. So I had all my paperwork from Alabama State and, you know, trying to see what classes I'm going to take. So when the lady got my paper, she said, she looked at me, she said, why do you want to come to Clark? Mm. And I said, to finish my degree. And she said, I see that, but you were so close at Alabama State. Why would you take two years, two and a half years to finish at Clark when it only going to take you a year and a half at Alabama State? Wow. So I said, she said, take this back, take this home and think about it. And she wouldn't even sign me on my classes. Just like that. And I went to my apartment, thought about it. And then so I called my cousin and she was like, you know, you can do this. 
you can you can you can go back you can go back to Lagrange. You can live in Lagrange. She said the only thing is you're gonna have to commute because now I got a baby. I couldn't move back. To, I couldn't move to Montgomery, mm-hmm. so I had to move back to Lagrange, and I had to commute seven days a week from Lagrange to Montgomery. Time out. Time out. Uh oh. Time out. Uh huh. Now let's talk about. Uh huh. Hours out your day to commute. Yes. How far is that drive from Lagrange? To an hour and 15 minutes. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm I know it. An hour and one way. One way. Mm. An hour and 15 minutes tops. Wow. So two hours and 30 minutes of your day. Yes. You're driving. Yeah. And I get out. I'm, at cl- I'm in class, you know, have to wait sometimes in my car for the next class to stop. It could be two hours before my next class. And, and I just was determined. I did it for a year and a half because on the weekends, they ended up giving me a job at the radio station. I was the first college student to actually get hired at the radio station. Really? Yeah, because one day I was doing, you know, how you do the internship. And I was at the internship part. And they were like, um, the girl didn't come back on the air. So I was in there, you know, because I'm just learning how to run the board. Yeah. So the, the general manager came in. He said, all I want you to say is you get on there and you tell them you're listening to WBAS. I never forget. He said, right. that's all you say. You shut it off. <laughs> right, I said, okay. Right. So I got on there and I said, you're listening to WBAS. He ran in there. He was like, you want a job? Just like that. <laughs> Can you work on the weekends? Yeah. And I and he hired me right then. So I um so that that made me have to go seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yes, yes. Traveling down the road, leaving my baby in Lagrange, but my family from Lagrange. So man, that's when a good support system came mm. in for me. Okay. And and my dad brought me a brand new Toyota Corolla with zero miles on it. When I got done with my degree, that car had 130,000 miles on Seriously. it. Seriously. Zero to Brand, brand new. Out the box. Let me tell you, I blowed the motor up in that car. It was two years old. Yeah. <laughs> but I was determined. Okay. So that got me on my journey. Okay. You know, and then I got my degree okay. in radio, television, uh, communication. So I finally got my degree. And... Got the degree, got my first job, radio job at uh, K95.7 under Davis Broadcasting, Foxy 105. I know most people know Foxy Uh-oh. 105. And um, Mr. Davis gave me an opportunity and I stayed there and I worked at WRBL, the TV station in, in um, Columbus. I was actually behind, um, I did the... Um, Production. I was a production assistant. Okay. So I ran the audio board and I ran the um, cameras during the newscast. So um, then one day, Teresa Whitaker, who is still the anchor at Channel 3, she was, because everybody just wear their sweats, because we were behind the scenes. So everybody wear their sweats, their blue jeans and everything. I wore my suit every day. Locked in. And my heels. Focus. Cause I'm ready. She fall out on the on the anchor table. Put me in, go. <laughs> Put me I'm in. I'm ready to play. Yeah. Put me in. Yeah. But you know, that didn't happen. Okay. But anyway, I was ready. Yeah. But she noticed me. And you know, they did do the six o'clock news and then they would do the eleven o'clock news. And one day she said, I know you have a degree, you got the voice. 
she said, you just need a little work on your writing. And from then on, she would take her break, her lunch, and sit down with me and make me write news stories. And t tell me, oh, you got to redo this. You got to redo that. I mean, she took me literally under her wing. So then when an opening came, an opening came at the stage, she said, you got to apply. You got to apply. I'm not going to say anything. You got to apply. I said, okay. So I applied. And then the news director at the time, he told me, he said, he brought me in the office and then he said, I'm just sorry. You're not cut out for this. Ooh. Ooh. That's what he said. So time out. Time out. Okay. Time out. Time out. So, so you rolling right now. I'm, I'm, I'm working rolling. two jobs. I'm doing yeah, radio. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm there. You know, I'm about to get on the stage. So, now, yeah, is, is this, this the, the first time, time that someone told you that you wasn't qualified? Yeah, yeah. He told me. You, 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 you. How was that, bro? Oh, man. Yeah. You, 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 you next. You next. And... It was a blow. I was doing um I was doing my radio show so people knew me in the area from my midday show. I was Abraham inside the Divas Den. So okay. I was doing that show and then you know working I'm trying to get on television though or being a reporter or something. And when he said that, I was like, God, you told right, me right, 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 right. <laughs> you right. told me something with television. And then man, I told me I'm not gonna do this. Mm. So I was like, you know what? And at this point, I was had gotten married. Okay. And I said, and I wasn't making no money, y'all. It was, mm. when you starting off in this stuff, you yeah. making no yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just be real, you know. Yeah. At the radio station, y'all, I know y'all gonna fall over, but I was literally making twelve twelve fifty a year. Twelve fifty a year. Twelve thousand right. a year. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Make that. And I and I'm the midday host. Okay. Yeah. So, so making that. Uh-huh. How did you keep going? Because I'm going now. Mm -hmm. Again, you got a, a child. Right. Right, right, right. Right. So what made you keep going? Man, because I was hungry. I wanted that. I want I, and then I got my part-time job at the TV station. So I really was like, you know what? I, I'm gonna, I can work this out financially, which I did. God willing, I worked it out. Uh, my fiance at the time, who's now my husband, he was helping me because he knew I wanted to pursue this. Mm -hmm. So, but then after the guy was like, no, you, you're not good for this. I said, uh-uh, I gotta make some money. So I left both jobs, left Columbus, and then I just started working at a call center as a supervisor. Okay. So um, I worked at AFNI, and then I worked at um, at um, Intercall for a while. But then I said, God, I, this ain't me. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. God, I right. can't believe you done got me here. Right. And when you promised me something. But I had to remember that I got out of his will mm. when I moved to Atlanta. So now my... My my journey is gonna take a little longer, you know, just like the children and they, when they when God said they had to walk around, yeah, yeah, yeah walking yeah, around, yeah, yeah. and when Moses said, just listen, just, just listen. trust me, but y'all do their own thing. thing. You gotta do, you wanna do your own thing, so it's gonna take you a little longer. Mm. So always be obedient, right? <laughs> Let right, me tell you that right, always right. be obedient. Right. So we um, so I got married and we I'm working at Intercall and 
and you know, hating a job. I ain't lying. I, I mean, I love the people, but I'm like, I know what I'm yearning to be when you got something stirring in your soul. Mm. And then I started taking pictures. So that's how Honey Productions started. We started with Honey Productions. Okay. I started. Right, yeah. Uh huh. Give me that date. Okay, Honey Production was 2000 and let's see, let's see, because BTV came in 2017. So, Honey Production was in 2013. 2013. 2013. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. And so, what I started doing with that is I started going, doing red carpet events. And I was, so people started knowing me as I go and host these, they do parties and I, Treat them like they're on the red carpet, yeah. and I roll out the red carpet. They come, they talk, and all this and that. So then I'm like, hmm, I wonder, can I go to Atlanta do some real red carpet stuff? So I did. I, I met a young lady who's a soror, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority uh -oh, Incorporated. Uh -oh. Okay, okay. And um, she was working at a PR firm, and she was like, hey, we got this going on, this going on. And so I said, okay, so my, my biggest, my first... Uh, red carpet that was really huge was when I did Real Housewives of Atlanta. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Now. When I saw that, they were like, uh, Bravo is having a red carpet event for Real Housewives of Atlanta. And actually, on that particular night, they were shooting for the show. That particular night. So it wasn't just a red carpet event. We were there to actually uh, be, they were going to be filming them for one of the shows. Okay. So um, when we got there, it was funny because, you know, I prayed when I go up the road every yeah. time and, you know, asking God to help me and just direct my mind to where I need to be. So we got there and um, I guess the other photographers knew I was kind of new. Right. And um, they were like, you know, you need to get right here. So I'm like, they were just kind of shuffling me, you know, and I'm like. You know, okay, you know, I'm like, by the ask them, can I stand right? All of us doing the same thing, but I guess they knew I was kind of green at it. Okay. You know, but then that's when you got favor. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. uh, you can't fair now. Shoot, you got to oh, say it. So they, um, so, um, of course, they, the producer of Bravo came out and she said, look, the cast is about to come in. So you guys can all just step back from the line because we ain't getting none of y'all. We getting the cast. Mm. So we were like, okay. So then I just, so they shuffled me in another spot at this moment. So of course, all of them came through. Uh, Portia came through. Uh, uh, what her name? Kenya came yeah. through. All of them. You know, I wasn't starstruck. I was just there to do my job. Right. And, but they were like, okay, Kim and Todd, I mean, Candy and Todd gonna always be late. So they gonna be they they said that I mean right. even the people around me they were like Candy gonna be late Candy gonna be late because she always late right. and just true to form she was late but she was the nicest one mm. even though they were filming she took time to step back and talk to all the reporters hey how y'all doing y'all working y'all thing y'all doing it or whatever she the only one who really talked to us all the rest of them they got on the red carpet we took their pictures and they left. Then a few weeks okay. after that, I was headed to south part of Alabama with my husband. And um, people started texting me, you know, texting me. And I'm like, what are they saying? They said, you're on TV. And I was like, I'm on TV. You know, I'm like, what are they talking about? So then my girlfriend, Jean, called me. And Jean said, 
she was screaming in the phone. She said, you are on TV right now. Ooh. And I said, no, I'm in the car with my husband. We all know. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I don't know what you're right. talking I didn't know what she was talking about. She screenshot a picture of me. And what happened was when Bravo did the show, they edited me in, taking Candy's picture. Get out of here. And people knew that it was me. This girl said, I knew it was your teeth. So, <laughs> and, and I said, how they tried to shuffle me around, they end up getting only me in the shot. I mean, you know, when, when you just stand still and let God move you around when they thought yeah. that they were hurting me, they really set me up. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. So after those times, and then I got a, then my, my biggest moment when doing Honey Production was um, when I got an email and it said Harpo Studios. That right there. Wake up now. I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, golly. She was having her... Um, Live Your Best Life Tour. I think that's what the name of it. And Oprah was going to be in Atlanta. And so they had this, they selected a group of media outlets to come. I don't know how I got on that list, but I know that God placed me mm. in that position. And so I went throughout the day. That day I got up there, I saw my name on the list. Um, Oprah actually had a, had a gift bag with like an iPhone case and all kinds of stuff in this bag. She had a, a $100 gift card from Kroger. I mean, all, all kinds of goodies in this bag for the media. She set it out. The food was everything. You know, we were interviewing uh, different celebrities, um, people who were on the Tyler Perry shows at the time. They were on the stage. And then so the lady came out and she was like, Oprah was supposed to come over. But she's not coming because they were having some kind of issue at Phillips Arena. Mm. So she was trying to go. She was trying to get with them because the show that show was going to come on that night that that she was going to be over at Phillips Arena. So they said she's not going to be here. So I was like, well, I don't have a good time, you know, whatever like that. So we kind of was waiting on the next person. We didn't know who it was going to come up because uh, Gail had came up and somebody else. Um, so then um, they were like, okay, well, the other person is late. Whoever it was, I don't forget. They named the person, but they were late. Yeah. So we were just at the media people. We were just kind of standing around talking, you know, asking each other, where y'all from and this and that. And then my back was turned, but I heard, hello, Atlanta. Oh, man. And turn around and see her right staring. I mean, I was right at the stage. So she was like, I could not dare invite you all to come. And I'm and I'm your host, and I don't come and greet you. That's rude. She said, "Yes, we got some issues going on, but I won't do people like that." And she came. She spoke for a while and really encouraged us. And then she just went on her way. Now that was my biggest moment yes. as far as doing Honey Production. So I was just doing that for a while. Yeah. And then I got bored with that. So I'm like, "What? Let me ask you this, okay? Where did Honey come from?" Me and my husband, we are. I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Me and my husband, we never, since we've been married, never call each other by name. Okay. Never. Okay. I have never called him Corey. He don't call me April. We call each other Honey. Hmm. Never that ever. Where come from, right? That where it come from. <laughs> I think you're the first person that asked me that. Yeah. That's a 
Yes, that's where it came from. Because I like that. He always just say, honey, honey this, honey that. Even his sister, when she called, she said, can you ask honey? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you yeah. know. So that's what he calls me, honey. And I call him honey, so... That's where it comes that's from. That's where honey comes from. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay, yeah. so give me the next step then. So next step, now, honey production wasn't making a whole lot of money. Okay. Either. Uh, but I was having fun. Yeah, yeah, so my husband was like, okay, you know, you're making a few dollars, but, you know, we got we got bills to pay. Yeah. Honey was like, now we got bills to pay. Yeah. You know, so is this going to be a, a hobby or what you doing? Because, see, he's an entrepreneur. He's been in business for 30 years. He's owned his own hair salon. Uh, for 30 years so he knows that you know what are we doing with this yeah, yeah, yeah. I said hold on I, we got something but right. I didn't know what the something was right. so um, one day I was like you know what I was telling Toshiba who has been with me since the start of this I said we have got to I want to start doing interviews and she was like, well, you know, they, uh, Facebook is doing like a live now. I said, yeah, I don't want to do that. I think okay, now, do- give me that year. Now. Give me that year. That year was 2000 and uh, that was 2016. Okay. So we started talking. Okay. Yeah. So we started talking about that. And then she was like, well, you don't need to do it on the Honey Production brand. And I said, right. I said, what What should we call it? And I said, I want something sitting around Honey, though, mm. or whatever. And then she was like, yeah. So then like the next day she was like, I think we should call it BTV. And now she's like, honey, B, B, T, V. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's it. it right. So, but we ain't got no show. We ain't been do- so she was like, just go around and just kind of interview folks and stuff. And I was like, yeah, 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 I can do that. So then as we were talking about this coming out of December 2016, 2017, I came in. We still kind of thinking of how we going to do it and how we going to launch it and all of that. And uh, so we did put a lunch out that is coming in 2017, BTV. We're going to come on it. I don't know. Right. But we're going to do something. So one day I was at my studio in West Point. Okay. And a deputy. And this just, the, the anniversary of this was just Saturday. I saw the, the uh, memory on Facebook. Okay. Of okay. It. So um, a deputy got shot. Mm. Um, a young lady from our church, Danielle, she called me and she said, something is going on because the sheriff's department is here, LaGrange police, West Point police, Columbus police. I mean, she like, something big that happened. And I said, oh, okay. Well, let me know what's going on. And she was like, no, no, you need to come up here and tell us what's going on. And I said, okay. why would I do that? She said, because I do the news at the church, like a television broadcast at the church. So she was like, well, don't you have a degree? And I was like, yeah. She said, what you need to do, you need to go Facebook Live, act like you're a reporter, and get up there and tell them what's going on. Because they ain't saying nothing to us. We all out here trying to see what's going on. So, of course, when it's one of law enforcement, it's one of their own who got shot, of course, it's going to be a whole bunch of them on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um so I went up there, and me and Stuart Smith, who is a Sergeant Stuart Smith, um, he's over the um, press releases for uh, Troop County Sheriff's Department. We just recently talked about this. Okay. And I went up to him, and I said, I, saw, I was trying to get my game face on, y'all, <laughs> like I was a reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I had a big old station behind me and everything. And I said, he said, I said, who's in charge? And he said, I'm Sergeant Stuart Smith. Um and he said, and who are you? And then I said, I'm April Ross. And he said, and who are you with? 
And hey, I said, I, I said, BTV. <laughs> and uh, he said, okay. So I said, can you tell us on live what happened and everything? He was like, yeah. So we went through that and um, now we laugh about it because he said, I, I didn't know what I, what I was doing for real. But then those journalist skills came up and I said, okay, I know what to do. He asked for. So what happened was that particular day, I stayed out there five hours doing this story. Um, people were giving me backup batteries for my phone oh. and everything, and we did. And other news, and I still and um, Danielle captured a picture of me because Atlanta news stations they came down, Columbus stations they came down, um, and when they when they all came, they were like, "Who's April Ross?" And I was like, "Me." And they were like, "Oh, we followed your live all the way here. You doing a good job. Who you with?" And I said, "Myself." <laughs> and, I said, I'm, I'm, and they were like, "Wow, really? You don't work for anybody?" I'm like, "No." And they had these big trucks with you know the tower coming out the top, and all I had was my cell phone. That's all I had. I mean, they were calling back to the station. They had lights. They had everything, but all I had was my phone. You had that cell phone. That's it. That's it. And I realized that night that, you know, I'm going to use what's in my hand. Yeah. I'm so gonna the take news this. people uh -huh. was following your Yeah, your because they were trying to pick up what's, you know, when they were typing in like a deputy shot or whatever, my new, my live would pop up. I didn't know that. Um, so the live would pop up for some reason. I was going to ask that. I mean, yeah. did you like... Tag something in. I didn't, I didn't know about tagging. I really didn't know about Facebook Live. I just knew to hit the button and keep on rolling. Go live. Yeah. That's all I knew at because it was so new at the time. Right, 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 right. So I just did that. And then like some weeks later, after that happened, then the couple from Florida, that morning I was watching the news with my husband and we were watching that this couple from Florida, they were... Um, they they were um the police was looking for them. Um they had killed some people. Okay. Um and they were they were like on a rampage going to different cities killing people. Okay. And they, they were on Good Morning America that morning. They, they were like, if you see this car, if you see this uh going on, see these people, then they are armed and dangerous. Wow. And I mean, then it was on the world news about these people. Well, they wound themselves in West Point, Georgia, at this, in this almost same location. So a lady called me. She said, something going on up here. <laughs> you know, it was at the West Point Motel. She said, something is going on. Um, the deputies are out there. And this is almost identical to the same place I was just at four weeks prior where the deputy got shot. So I'm like, she said, they believe that it's a couple that... People are looking for it nationally. Yes, they were looking for them nationally. And I said, surely they can't end up in West Point. Right. And when I got to the scene, I saw Stuart. And he said, it's definitely the car that they've been looking for. It's definitely the car. So he posted up and we went live and everything. And then um, this station from Mobile called me on my cell phone after I got off live. They were like, hi, are you April Ross? I'm like, yes. And they were like, we're with W whatever it is out of Mobile. And we have a reporter on the way there. This is a national story that you're reporting 
I mean, who do you work with? Do I need to call your boss? I'm like, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. So he was like, okay, well, what we need to do is, can you do a newscast for us? So then I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> it's like, our reporter is not there. And we need to, since you don't work for anybody and you yourself, so can you do our, he said, all we need you to do is he gave me this code to type in on uh, their news station. Put your phone up to you, and then when we go live, it's going to go live here on our station. I'm not lying. I said, God, what are you doing? And Cell phone now. Cell phone. Okay. And I did. I, I hooked it up, and then so they were like, I could hear them. He was like, you're going to hear the the producers counting you down. And they were, they were like, they were like, we're, we're um, our reporter, whatever her name was, she is on the way. But right now on the grounds in West Point, we've got April Ross with BTV. April, tell us what's going on. No, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. How were your nerves? I was, doing all this stuff going it was crazy. I can't imagine. It was crazy because I'm like, I'm somewhere, you know, I'm all the way in Mobile, <laughs> live on their station. So then they were really impressed because then I got the... Um, steward on the local, you know, share. Oh, uh, hold on. Well, you showed no sweat, though. No. You like, I was no, I'm already. Yeah. I, I was made Game for this. Game face okay. on. All right, go ahead. Even though I'm about to use the bathroom in my pants. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so I said, I, I did the the um, live with them, and they told me their reporter be there in two hours. If she's not, can I still do it again? But she made it in time. But that was a national story, and it happened right there in West Point. So from then on, I said, this is what I'm going to do. Mm. So I was going around, people were, and I don't have a, 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 people are amazed that I don't have a scanner. I don't have a scanner. I don't own a scanner. People always inbox me and say, this is going on here. This is going on there. And I'm blessed to be making it to the scene of where it is. And I always want to make sure that I give out accurate information. information. Right. Not something I think going to happen or because people are posting and say, oh, it's a body such and such. Honey, if you don't, if I don't get it from the police department, I'm not going to post anything until I hear it directly from them. Wow. So, okay, so, mm -hmm. right, so once you got on that, that stage at the drop-in, right, now, did that stamp BTV more? Like, people were like, okay. She's yeah, we gotta get her. We, they they were like, hey, and then the the, the station that uh, said that I wasn't good enough. Mm. They then start calling me and saying, can we get your footage? Can we get no your way. footage? Came back, came back. Can we get your footage? Absolutely, because yeah. I ain't no hater like yeah. that. Yeah, you can get, and yeah. you can get whatever I got. So right. they did. They I work well with them along with other media outlets. I'm not like that, you know, like I'm out here alone. We all trying to get a job done, even with our local newspapers. Um, if I could help them, I'm I'm there for them, you know. We have a great rapport between all of us. So um, starting BTV, that was 2017. 17, right? But BTV was not making no money. So now we got to figure out, how are we going to fund this thing? Because, right, right. of course, it's fun. It's fun. We got to fund it. We got to fund it. We got to fund it. Because, yeah. see, I got a husband who's yeah. like, you know, 
You know, that's good. You right. know, I see all the I views. You, I, love what I love what you're doing. <laughs> I think you're going to make it. Right. But baby, yeah. see that Lynette ain't having it. They right. want their money. Right. And I need some help paying this stuff. <laughs> so he keeps it real. Mm -hmm. We got a car payment and this and then I'm like, okay, just hold on. It's coming. Mm -hmm. Just we're going to trust God. He's like, yeah, I'm trust God, but these bills right here. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So one making no money. And people would ask, making money and I'd be like I ain't making none they're like okay right. so you just out here doing it yep and that was at that time but then I forgot which one what happened um uh it was a restaurant but I can't remember which one it was but a restaurant called me and they were like can you come and go live we you know our business is down it's slow and this and that and stuff and I said well yeah I'll come or whatever like that. So I'm like, I mean, what am I going to do? So then it made me go back to my radio days okay. when you do live broadcasts and you show. Well, at that time, you just call in and say, hey, I'm out here at the car dealership and we got this and that going on. But now they can actually see it. Mm. So then I said, oh, I got it now. I got mm. it. So they paid me to come. And so I showed their food and y'all and a lot of people didn't know where they were. They they. They didn't know about the restaurant. So she called me later that day and she said, we got a problem. And I said, what's the problem? I said, did I do a good job? Right. She said, no, after you left in an hour, I was out of food, period. Get out of here. You better leave right now. I said, you out of food? She said, no, you don't understand. I ordered food for the next three days. I had to start cooking up food. And I'm out of food. <laughs> What's like? Oh my goodness! Okay. She said, "Let me tell you something. You got something. Mm. You got something." She said, "Cause I'm telling you, people came in here, and I'm thinking, people know where I'm at." She said, "Girl, these people didn't know who I was, but they when they saw you live and showing my food, she said I was completely out of food after that. So that let me know that." That's how I'm gonna make the money. Right, right. Uh huh. Advertising. Okay. Advertising. So. And um, so that was going good. I would go into different businesses and they would, you know, I was charging probably like $100, mm -hmm. you know, or $50 or whatever. And they would, you know, call me back and say, oh, my God, you know, hey, you did a good job and this and that. So my husband, like, came to me again. <laughs> You, you making you making some you making a yeah. little change, yeah. but we need you to make more. Yeah. So then I was like, Golly, God! Mm -hmm. And then so I really got on my knees and I was like, God, you got to do something. Mm -hmm. You got to do something because this making. I, I thank God for what you've done, but I, I got to make some money. I got to get this man on my back, yeah. and you got to you got to help me. So I never forget um, this guy, Sean Mitchell, called me from Kiev. He was working at Kiev Lagrange at the time. He followed me on Facebook, okay. and he was like, "Hey, I need you to come out here. I see what you're doing. I see you got some followers. Can you come out here or whatever like that?" And so I went out there, and he, um, off just me coming out there. We showed a few cars. The cars that I showed with him that day. They were sold that day. They were sold that day. Wow. Now the general manager said, who was that? Call her. So I went in. 
And and this was like real big then, y'all, because I was like, I, you know, they were like, bring us back a contract mm-hmm. and let us know what we can get for X, Y, Z or whatever. And I'm like, so my husband was like, I'm going to tell you right now, if this don't work, you going to have to go put you an application at Kia Plant, KMMG. Mm. Mm. I said, go to the plant? I'm working BTV. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to right. work at no plant. Right. Not that I'm too good, but how am I going to work 10 hours and then the news? Still out like I can't do it. He said, you going to do it now. So that's going to be that because we got to pay these bills. So I said, okay, yes, sir. All right, all right. So I said, God, when I go meet, yeah. when I go meet with them people, you got to step in. So I, 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 I said, I ain't gonna shortchange myself either. Well, I know what I can bring to okay. the table. Okay. That's what I said. I'm not gonna shortchange myself. Now I know that what I've done, because even I call back some clients who don't call me, and I say, Hey, did you see? Did you get any results from our advertising? And they always say, Oh, did I? Oh um, my God! You know, because if I didn't, then I need to come back. Because to me, if you spending your money with me, I need to bring you results. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's about the money. It it helps me. But at the end of the day, did you see results? Because I want to make sure that my name means something and my integrity done helped you uh, along your way on whatever you're selling. So right. that means something to me. Not just getting a paycheck and then saying, right. okay, I don't got that check. That's on them. Yeah. No, uh-uh. I have to come back if you don't see no results. So when I went, I said, I'm not going to change myself. I know what God done blessed me with. I went out there. This was my biggest contract, y'all. And I said, I looked at Todd and he was like, oh, so this is what you asking for every month? And I said, yeah. And he said, what do we sign? I'm going to fell out the chair, no. y'all. I really want to faint. <laughs> so look, look, look. Now listen now. That's the hardest part for entrepreneurs. Yes. Is knowing their worth. Right. And afraid to, so you know what I mean? So don't go deeper than that. Yes. You know, know their worth and know what to charge. Right. Okay. So what gave you the confidence, and I, and I only, only number, uh-huh. but what gave you the confidence to say, hey, this is what I'm worth, and I'm, I'm not wavering. I'm going to look you dead in the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because I, I, I had already did my research on myself on what, with the other um, clients that I had. And then I was talking to uh, another gentleman, and he said, he told me, he said, I don't think you know what you got. Mm-hmm. You just think you got a phone and you running <laughs> around. Right. He did. He just like... Right. I really, he said, you think that's fun, don't you? And I said, yeah. And he said, but you don't know what you got. Mm. He said, because when you leave my store, I'm like amazed. And the people just start walking in. And he said, I'm just like, you know, wow, this is, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. How do you yeah. have, he said, and then he told me, he said, Got the Oprah effect. I mean, every time you talk, and I said, no, 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 those are big shoes. And he said, I'm well locally. Right, right, he said, right. I just think that you are just, you just don't see it. 
And then when he said that, and I'm like, I'm just, that's when you're doing what you love. And other people see your work, but you don't see it. Mm -hmm. You don't see it. So you go in there and you just kind of nickel and diming yourself. Right. And then they're going to give you what you asked for. Bottom line. So I said, when I went to Kia, I said, "Uh -uh, I'm going to ask what I feel like I'm worth. Mm -hmm. And they gave it to me. And, but I, I came home. And I told my husband, you know, I know what you thought I needed to do would go to KMMG at the plant. But God done blessed me with Kia, the dealership. So I ain't going nowhere. So from that dealership, started another dealership, started another. And then we just been rolling with advertisement ever since. And that's how I've been able to fund uh, BTV. Now, it hasn't been easy at all. I mean, it's been a, a struggle at sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. not making the ends meet, mm-hmm. not knowing which way to go with this. Because I'm like, I can't forever be on this phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, it's good and people can see it. But God, what 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 are we taking this? Mm-hmm. You know, but I was I'm OK with that. But at the end of the day, it's Mark Zuckerberg's thing. So, so OK, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. OK, so when did you say to now? A lot of times when people, you know, go through the windows mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Really, some folks are super visionary. You know what I mean? Where they have step A, step B, step C, step whatever, right? Right. Did you have that or is stuff that started to unfold as you go along? I didn't have no plan. Zero. I didn't know from day to day what I was going to cover, what, what was going to be in the plan for the day. You know, your to-do list, your task, what you're going to accomplish. I didn't have none of that. I woke up every day saying, let me see what's on. Let me see what I need yeah, to go see and right. what I need to cover or whatever. Find some good human interest stories that I could cover. Um, and I didn't have a plan. Um, but I knew that that God would put the pieces together. Mm. I had to trust him enough that every day that I would have something that I can look forward to to do. And it always, people will always call me. It would be so much that I can't get to everything. Mm-hmm. So, and then I built a good rapport with our local law enforcement that, you know, they'll invite me out to stuff, even to, to community things that I'll be invited to, you know, along with the newspaper. Um, and that let me know that people take me seriously at what I was yeah. doing. And I wasn't going to stop. Um, my cousin, we were just talking the other day and she was saying, I swear I used to look at you and she lived in Atlanta. She said, I look used to look at you and I say, April, you look like a fool <laughs> running around with a cell phone. Yeah. You on a cell phone. You don't have a TV stage. What are you doing? Are you crazy? But I didn't look at it like that. Mm. I looked at it. This is what I'm I'm providing. You know, God allowed me that I didn't have to go fill out an application. I'm giving them out. I don't have to go in and say, will you hire me? I hired myself. (laughs) Right. And I decided that, you know what, that's the best place that God has me, you know. So I've been doing it alone, along with Toshiba. She helps me a lot. Um, And believing in my dream, because for a long time, I didn't have an assistant. I just got an assistant three weeks ago. Really? Because nobody could work with me. Really? Not because I'm hard to deal with. Yeah, I'm not. They just can't control me. Mm. (laughs) What I mean by that is that, you know, they look at, oh, this is BTB to them. But then when they behind the scene, they're like, 
everywhere. Yeah. You are here. You there. You are. How you, you need are. to keep up with your you schedule? Are. I can't. You know, because you know, I'll tell you one thing. Like the girl I got now. You know, I say, oh, I don't have nothing on my schedule today, and then she'd be like. Okay, you were just over there. You were just over there. Right. <laughs> but she's busy right typing it in. And then I'm sending her stuff. So she's able to now, She well, she's able to say, I got you. I'm keeping up with you. I'm following, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and it was hard to do that because I'm literally all over the place. I handle a lot of cities. Yeah. And um, so I just try to make sure that I get to each one of them, show them a little love or whatever is going on. Yeah. Um, and find those people who are who do have good stories. Because a lot of times I have to, and I hate to report on the bad stuff. Mm. Um, I'll never forget the first time that I had to report on or show a, um, a mug shot. And man... Mm. They ate me up really? on social media. Woo! Man, they called me everything but my name well, on that. But I'm saying, okay, now, now, now here's another thing. So when you uh-huh. put yourself in a position you're in because you're on social media, you know, you know I mean, you're the, you know, you're the news blog. Uh-huh. So you out there. Right. So this is my next question is, how do you handle the backlash? Because I'm, I'm sure somewhere, I say you put a mugshot and got backlash. You know, what did that do for you spiritually? Woo. Right, because I was a person, I say was, a person that I wanted everybody to like me. Mm. I really did. And Toshiba been knowing me, you know, my son is 23. She's been knowing me, you know, since, you know, he was born. And um, she she said, you know what? I'm afraid for you to do this because you like everybody to like you. Yeah. And they're not going to like you. It's going to get to a point where they're not going to like you. And when she said that, she said, I'm telling you, if you're going to do this, you got to be 100. And some things are not going to be, oh, that was a good story. It's going to be somebody's child. And them parents going to want to come after you. It's going to be somebody's friend. They're going to want to come after you. Are you ready for that? So when she asked me that, I was like, God, she is so right. Right. She's so right. And I really prayed about it. To, for God to guard my heart, mm. to get out of my feelings and just say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it 100. Wow. And the first time, and shortly after that, something happened and my name was all over Facebook um, in a derogatory way. Oh, man. Very bad. Um, but it didn't hurt me. Really? Because I knew that the information was correct. And I stood behind what I was going to do. And that's provide accurate information. And I was going to keep it 100. So from then on, just recently, it was an incident um, with a man. His children died in a fire. Mm -hmm. James Holmes. Jason Holmes. Um, And we were on the scene that morning. I was there to talk to a representative from the city about the fire. But he happened to be there. And he was... Um, him, his wife was in the hospital. They lost their two children in the fire. And this is the morning of, and I go out there along with other reporters from Atlanta. They, they were there too. And, um, so I was waiting on the city official to kind of give us a statement. So he was standing there and he said, um, um, you know, y'all, y'all want to interview? So when he said it, I was like, so, like, so we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do y'all, wow. do y'all, because all of us were standing there, and we was like, 
yeah. You know, so I'm like, are you sure? Because, you know, the other folks, they just start micing up. Yeah. They used to this. They do stuff in Atlanta all the time. They run into these stories all the time. So it was nothing new for them. Right. Yeah. But for me, and this is a local, you know, person, I'm like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. And um, so I think I asked one question. And then the guy beside me, he asked, well, how hot was the fire? And I looked at him. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you asked him that. That's what I was saying in my yeah. head. But when we, when the live was off, um, people were like, you shouldn't have asked. They thought I asked the question. Even though it was a man, they thought yeah. it was somebody on my team. Okay. They didn't see the other reporters beside me because my camera was facing only the gentleman. And, oh, my God, they drugged me. Oh my God! It was it was a it was a horrible day. They wow. drugged my name. They were like, "You shouldn't have been out there. You shouldn't have asked him, and you should have been more sensitive." I mean, but I do news, and I asked him. And if he didn't want to, I was gonna bag off. And I can understand the public's concern for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, when God, um, when something bad happened, God will turn it around for your good. Always, always. Okay, um, because during that, Anthony Talley, who does One Dollar Thursday, shout out to Anthony. Yeah. Anthony does One Dollar Thursday. We linked up, and Anthony, I let you know, t was promoting Anthony through his One Dollar Thursday because the mm -hmm. money was gonna go towards this gentleman and his family. And um, we raised $8,000 wow. for him. And um, Jason called me and he was like, I heard about what's going on. And I'm so sorry that mm. you had to go through that. To this day, this happened probably about four months ago. We still talk. We just talked the other day. Really? Yeah, we stay in contact with each other. He called me. We pray. Wow. We talk. I mean, we became great friends yeah. out of that. You know, which people don't know, which I don't, you know, I don't have to publicize because I truly care. I didn't just go out there to get a story. Uh, from there, you know, I made sure others, that he had other stuff that he needed or whatever. Whatever I needed to do for him, I did. It wasn't just a story and I went back home. I still stay connected to him. Man. But people don't know that, you know. But right, right, I right. just, um, you know, that's just one of the things you have to go through in this business. That everybody is not going to like you. And that's okay. And it, and it's okay because everybody got their opinion. That's Because my son called me. He was so hurt about it. He said, Mama, they talking about you, babe. I said, it's okay. That's their opinion. But you know your mama. Mm. You know me. That's so. It. Yeah, and, and, let me tell you something. I think that's the um. Now for me, you know what I'm saying. Doing this podcast has helped me with that too, because I'm also a person that like everybody to like them, right? So this podcast has given me a voice to say sometimes how I really feel, and and to accept how people receive it, right? You know what I mean, right? Stuff, but this has really helped me out with that, so I, I can imagine how. You know, to help you on that. I guess I'm you though. Okay? Yes. So, um, in, in terms of support, you know, man, my pastor, Pastor Christopher Evans, man, our business worship, he said something. Oh, I, I interviewed him too. Really? Yes, I did. Man, listen, he uh -huh. said something about 15 years ago. Uh huh. He still ride with me. I still hear him saying this. He said, um, visions, God give visions and, and, you know, and dreams to the individual. Mm -hmm. Right, and so with your spouse, 
it's important for you to show them the vision. Right. You know what I mean? Give the you. Right. You know what I mean? The individual. Right. right. Sometimes, right. you know, he does, but for the most right. part, with something as big as BTV, right. it right. you. So, what do you do on a consistent basis to let honey know uh-huh. it's going to be all right? Well, 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 it had to, I think that it had to, his faith had to be strengthened. He had to, because I'm all about, to me, I will always go back to God. When me and him would go back and forth about the money, how mm-hmm. this going to work, I don't see it. And I always say, you ain't got to see it. Mm-hmm. God didn't tell me to see it. He told me to believe. Mm-hmm. And that's what I chose to do is to believe. And if he is the God who he say he is, he going to provide for us every day. He going to give us our daily bread. That's right. Now, stuff might get late. But it ain't late for him. Right. He on time. Right. And our lights didn't get cut off. Ain't nothing went bad. <laughs> so he on time every yeah, time. Yeah. So he couldn't see what I was trying to do because all he could see was these bills piling up. Mm-hmm. That's all he could see. So I had to tell him, I see it too. I recognize it too. But I, I got to do what God says do for this moment. I can't miss the moment. Mm. I'm not going to miss the moment because you can't see. I I, I can't. This is the moment that I'm in right now. So, of course, he was like, oh, Lord, it's going to take me down through there. But he didn't. And I knew he believed, but he couldn't believe like me. All right. Because it was my thing. It was yours. It was mine. Yeah. You know, so I know that he was like, you know, I, I see, you know, I see. So when I got him. And, you know, when people would start saying, oh, I see your wife doing it, like, that's good. Mm-hmm. But he like, this ain't making no money. Right, right, right. No real money. Right. But, you know, they're going to pay some real bills. Like, I paid a little phone bill, table <laughs> bill, but that ain't yeah. that. Get some groceries Yeah, get some groceries. Right. But he's not about a big car note and yeah. all this and that and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was working, but it wasn't working fast enough. But I wasn't concerned about the money. I never was concerned about how much money I would make. I was always want to do what was pleasing to God and walk in what he wanted me to walk in. And I knew that I had to be like, you know, we got horses. And if you have to put blinders on a horse, he can't see no way but straight. So I had to say, I'm not looking over here. I'm not looking over there. I'm looking straight ahead. straight ahead. No matter what. You have to get in a no matter what attitude. And I know when you're dealing with a husband and wife, it gets hard because then they looking like, you know, yeah, you're doing something, but yeah. is it really working? Is it really doing something? Is it really doing something? Mm-hmm. You know, but if you just hold on, if y'all both get there and hold on, like I'll get up at five o'clock in the morning and pray. Mm. Every morning. Okay. On my knees. Okay. I ain't standing up. Yeah. I'm bowing now to the king. Yeah. And the reason why I do that, because I had to learn years ago that I had I I really was like, you know, I get up every morning and I say, what April gonna do? Okay, I gotta do this today, I gotta do that. You know, I was just walking around the house saying all this stuff I gotta do. And one morning it was really dark. It was like, you know, God, I just can't do it no more. I'm just tired of not having no money. I'm just tired of having to get money from Corey. I hate to ask him for money and stuff. And God said, you ain't asked me. You you, you ain't asked me. 
So I'm like, yeah, I've been asking you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, you've been begging me. You ain't been asking yeah. me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start every morning and I'm going to get on my knees and get my assignment for the day. Wow. I got to stop saying what I'm going to do because mm. now I'm in control of mm. my destiny. Instead of submitting to him and saying, God, whatever you have me to do, make my cricket places straight today. Lead me, guide me, surround me with the people who you want me to meet. Mm. You know, because some stories come to me quick and, and, and I'm the only one on the scene. Why that happened? Because he put me there mm. first. Just like the incident that happened not too long ago. I was the only person on the scene. Then the other uh, news outlet came later because I know God touched somebody to say, call April call Ross first, wow. you know? Wow. So I don't have to beat nobody to the scene. I ain't yeah. got a scanner. Yeah. God got me angels out here looking out for me, you know, who really in my corner, who really support what BTV is, is doing. So I get my assignment from him. Every morning, I, I, you know, where I'm going, I don't know. I don't wake up with an agenda or well, some stuff I have in my agenda right. now, but I do. I get on my knees. I thank him for the day. You got to thank him mm -hmm. uh, no matter what is going on. And he going to make it. And nothing is a surprise to him. It's maybe a surprise to you, mm. but it ain't no surprise to him. Oh, that's that. when, when, when something right. happens, it's like, oh, my God. Then I have to say. He already knew. He already so knew. he already got a plan. He going to work it out. And he does. Not one time, not two times, but every time. Every time. Every time. So, so what's next for April Ross? Well, our next journey is, is quite huge to me. Okay. Um, two years ago, um, I was at, a, at the local TV station, which was uh, TV 33, which is... Uh, now WJCN, but people in LaGrange know it as TV 33. Um, I had to fill in. Uh, well, the guy who owns it, he um, had a guy who was doing the morning show. The guy from the morning show knew me, and he didn't have a guest that morning. So he called me. We could, we good friends, and he called me. He said, hey, can I... Um, Will you mind filling in on the morning show? And I'm like, what morning show? And he was like, you know, at the old uh, TV 33. I said, yeah. okay, sure. So I went up there and filled in. We laughed, talked or whatever, got on the morning show and, the, and everything. So then I did it the next day. And then so, but the next day I really paid attention. And I was like, so when we went off the air, I said, you know, what, what, what comes on the, the station next? So the girl who was there, she kind of showed me what was coming up next. And I was like, mm, okay, all right. So then when I left, my husband was at home watching, you know, me on the station. Yeah. And he was like, oh, y'all did a good job. And then it was good and everything. He said, but, you know, when you left, you know, when they're really coming on or whatever. And wow. I said, I know. And I said, I don't think they're really doing a whole lot at the station. And then he was like, you want it? Now, the same person who I don't know we're going to be going right, on. Right, right, right. And then I said, what you mean? And he said, ask him he want to sell it. And I said. Wait a minute now. I said. Sell the station. Dude, you ain't got no money. <laughs> that what he would call dude. Right, right. Dude, we ain't got that kind of money. And then that, guess what he had to slap, in, in my, slap back in my face. What is that? 
What about that same God that oh, he's talking about? Oh, oh I know yeah. I don't have the money, but what about our God? Yeah, you know, yeah, he started telling me yeah, like yeah, I tell him. Yeah. I said, you got me? You okay, got me? Okay. okay. I said, well, I'll ask him. So I went and asked him, and um, I had to meet him at his restaurant. And um, I said, um, hey, um, like the station. He was like, yeah, you're doing a good job in the mornings and everything. And I said, oh, thank you. And I said, so what are you going to do with the station? And he's like, what do you mean what I'm going to do with it? And I said, I guess what I'm asking is, do you want to sell it? And I was standing up. He was actually sitting at a table, and I was standing over him, and um, he began to cry. Get out of here. And he was like, you, he said, I feel like an elephant was just pulled off my chest. And I said, what do that mean? He said, that's something I have not even shared with my wife that I think it's time mm. to, to sell the station. Right. He said, but of course, my, his daughter was running, you know, while I was up there. So he said, he said, and I had, he said, I've asked my kids about taking it over. They don't want it. Mm. And I said, wow. And then he said, I mean, how serious are you? And I said, I'm real serious. And so from then on, it's been a two-year journey. Two-year process. Two-year process. But when I tell you that God is faithful, you better believe with your hope. Now, this is when me and Corey got on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just knew that this station had my name on it. And I said, okay, God, okay. Now, we don't have the money for this station. I ain't lying because they want a pretty penny for it. Right. And what and the asking price was, he also wanted $100,000 over the asking price. Mm. He wanted mm. that much money to walk away with. Man, they ain't got the money that I already asked. Yeah. I ain't got the fur part. Right. I ain't right. got it. Right. So him and Corey went back and forth so they settled in on like seventy-five thousand dollars. And then so while they were talking, which they were, you know, getting a heated exchange All right. I mean, about hey, this, this right. About that. Cause you know, my husband's straightforward and the man, he's straightforward mm -hmm. too. It ain't no I think or we, you right. know, then you get mad when you leave. You right. don't know no, you're gonna lay it on tape right now. Just put it down. So they while they were talking, going back and forth, and then they just end up court just said 75000 We get in the car. And Corey said, you were not saying nothing in there. We ain't got no 75. We ain't got no 25. We ain't got nothing that that man, we, we don't even have that to give him to walk away with. And I told Corey, I said, honey, I was talking. Mm. But I was talking to the man who's going to make it possible. Ooh. I was talking to God. It's a whole song right there. I said, I was talking, but I was talking to God. I said, because I looked him in the eyes and look at me and hear me clearly. Because we're not going to pay him one dime. He said, you heard that, man. He walked yeah. up to right, right. I said, we're not going to pay him a dime. We're not. I said, I don't know how, but I know that God is going to make this possible. I just know that. He wouldn't have brought it to me right. for us to struggle with it. He ain't going to do that. He ain't going to wait for your face. Right. He ain't going to dangle it. He ain't going to dangle it. Uh -uh. So 
a few months later, the gentleman called me, and it was like December. And he said, April, I've had a change of mind. I'm not going to sell it. And I said, I got real quiet. And then I said, okay. He said, ain't nothing against you. Nothing wrong, nothing. He said, I'm just not going to sell it. And I said, okay, that's fine. I hung up that phone and I told Corey. And he was like, what? Why? And I said, I don't know. But all I know is this. And mark my words. He going to have to call me back. Mm. I knew it. I said, he going to have to call me back. Because I was at a church service. I was at a church service that September. And this preacher, who I don't know, I was there uh, at Eagle's Nest. And um, they wanted me to film their service live, go live on their service. Mm-hmm. And so the young, one of my friends, she was there. She's a pastor's wife. And she was like, oh, I had to come tonight because this preacher, you know, he's a prophet, you know. And then I said, oh, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Like, that's because mm-hmm. I'm setting up my camera, you know. And she was like, she said, what? Because I was in the balcony. And she said, I'm for real. You know, I'm going to be on the front row because, you know, he girl, he'd be telling people and stuff. Yeah. He'll be happy. And I said, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. You know, she, she said, oh, okay. Yeah. I said, she said, oh, okay. Like that. I said, I know. I said, yeah. I said, y'all going to be falling out of here, too. Like that. So yeah. we laughed or whatever. And then, so, we get, they get started with the service. He preaching in the middle of his service. And I got it on video. In the middle of his sermon, he stopped. And he was like, wait a minute. And he said, I'm hearing from God. He said, January, February, March, not the month, but is it an April in here? How you know? (laughs) I said. Jump off that thing. Now now I'm like, what? You know, and he said, is it an April? And then the people on the floor start pointing at the balcony. And he was like, I don't know, but all I know is God is about to blow your business totally up. And everybody started hollering and stuff. So at this point, you know, me and the guy negotiating about the station. Mm-hmm. So I went to, after this service, I went into, I asked the um, pastor of the church, can I see this man? Okay. He's from Atlanta. And he was like, sure. So his name is Pastor House, Apostle House or pastor or whatever. But anyway, so I said, um, I said, I'm the person, you you called my name. He said, I didn't call your name. God called your name. Mm. He said, because I'm honestly, I don't know you. He said, but I felt that really heavy. He said, what do you do? So I told him I did BTV and this and that and stuff. And then the pastor said, yeah, she's like our local reporter. Like that. And he said, I don't know why I need to tell you this, but I feel like I do. And then he said, give me a moment. So he prayed with me. And then he said, it's this lady. It was my friend in North Carolina. She was trying to buy this TV station. Mm. She didn't have the money. He said, but the people who she was buying it from, God began to make it hard for them in order to make it good for her. Mm. He said, I don't know why I need to tell you that, but I just... God gave me that in my spirit to tell you, share that story with you. Because at this point, I'm talking to these people Man. about this station. Yeah. So now I'm really like, yeah. don't nobody know yeah. but me and Corey at this moment. So then that December, when the man called and said he ain't going to do it, I said, God, put it in position. 
I already knew. Yeah. So from December to June, I hadn't heard from him. Ain't heard from him. Of course I ain't gonna hear from him because he ain't gonna sell the station. Right. But he called me out the clear blue sky on a Friday. I never forget. He said, hey, April, how, how are you? This is Carrie. And I said, hey, how you doing? And he said, I'm not doing good. Um, you still interested in the station? So I'm like, station? <clears throat> I said, well, yeah. And he said, you know that $75,000? I said, yeah. He said, I don't want no money. Wait, Wait a minute now. You better hush your mouth right now. I can't hush it. I got to say it. I don't want anything. I don't want anything. I don't want not one dime. I just want you to pay what, what we agreed upon for the station. That's it. But I don't want to walk away with anything. I, 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 I'm, I'm good. That's, um, wow. That's God. That's God. When you wait on him. That's when God. you don't try to manipulate, you ain't got to do none of that. He going to step in and do what he going to do to put everything in place. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, just like that. That's crazy. So here we are. And that was July 2019. So now we go all the way to getting all paperwork back all in order. Then COVID hit. So now everything is kind of up in the air. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in August, the FCC lawyer called and said, we ready to proceed to, for you to take over this station. So now here we are. In 2021, 2021, 2021. Uh, finally, I'm producing shows under my brand and never thought to be it from a cell phone to an actual TV station oh, oh, oh being God. in 600,000 homes locally. And that's just how big God is. Oh, my God. I never would have thought, but God was very... Um, when, when I prayed about it, God said, you know, I want, when he had me going to those different events and seeing these people, he didn't want me to just see these people who had talent, these people who can sing, dance and play instruments and yeah. stuff. He wanted me to remember them, mm. to provide them a platform, mm. to remind them, you ain't got to go to Atlanta because he, what he doing at Atlanta, he finna do through BTV. Oh my God. That's what he finna do. Oh my and God. I ain't going to bow down and say, no, oh no. Yeah, right. that's what he finna do. Right. Because we, and you know, people would say, you know, you should go to Tyler Perry. No, baby, I'm no. Tyler Perry myself. No, I don't need Tyler yeah. Perry. I'm yeah. April Ross. Yeah. And that's what people need to understand, that I'm not trying to be Oprah. I am her in another form. Yes, I'm here in LaGrange, Georgia. She is where she is, and she had to start. So... I feel very confident that we got enough talent around here. Mm. We got enough people who have been grinding, trying to do their own, want to get discovered because they know they're talented. Right. Now they got a platform. They got a platform. They got a platform because we're going to put them there. I recently saw a building that I wanted and um, I wanted to move the station to. And I was so hurt last week to see that the building had been sold. Mm. I was like, because I was going by the building, touching it with oil and everything. I know it all. <laughs> oh, it I so did. Prayed in it, on it, and everything. I, I knew that building was mine. <laughs> I, I went by there one night, leaving LaGrange. My whole mouth fell open. Yeah. I'm like, God, how can you set me up? 
And I was like, I just knew this building was mine. Right. I knew it was. I don't, I'm literally, I don't own a building. Yeah. And then, you know what? I was heading down the road, still thinking about that building. You know what God said? Mm. It's too small. Mm. <sighs> Two words. Too small. Too small. I said, God, <laughs> he said, you looking at TV, but we're going to do films. We're going to do it all. Ooh. So you need a honey production studio lot. Mm. Okay. It's too small. Don't put me in that little box. So I said, God, I hear That's you. Right. I hear yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. And you know the irony of the station. Um, uh -huh. Of course, people in the area know Mr. Peter Mallory, what happened and everything right. or whatever. Right. Um, but um, when I, in two years ago, when I started talking about the station or whatever, and I often asked my dad, who is now bedridden, after you know we started this process, he mm -hmm. was pretty much in good health, but now he's bedridden. Um, but my dad was Peter Mallory's yard man. He really? cut Peter Mallory's grass. Wow. Yeah, he he was his yard man, and um, I I for the past two years I come I pack my bags up every Friday night. And stay with my dad until Sunday, and then my other sister takes over. Um, but one weekend, you know, I got small kids, so one weekend I had so much to do, and then I had to go. You know, I'm like, this is gonna be a busy weekend. You know, I gotta, you know, you gotta, I gotta bathe dad, I gotta yeah. feed him, I gotta change him, I gotta, I gotta do, you know, everything for him, you know. And I'm like coming up the road, and I'm like, God, I'm just gonna be so tired this weekend. You know, I got it's a lot when wow. you're a, care, a caretaker. Yeah. But then God reminded me that um, my daddy cut that man's grass. He labored so I could store this station up for you. I said, God, I see you. I see, I see you. I see it. I ain't tired no more. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, because right. he he set everything in motion. I interned at TV thirty three when I was in college. When I went back the second time, I interned at TV thirty three. I mean, now to come back and own the thing. Sure. I'm gonna tell you something. What's so awesome to me that a lot of times you don't know. The steps you're in, right? Like, for example, you intern there, right? That's yours, right? Like, that's, it's crazy. That's crazy. It's just you know, you see God's hand all in it, and I'm like, you know, Carrie, who is a great man, um, who is selling the station to me, and I mean, he didn't think about it. You know, when people be talking about black and white stuff, you know, yeah. he didn't think that. You know, I'm gonna get sell it to this black girl, you know, or whatever. Right. He just saw me as a person. He has a good heart. And he has, he said, I don't want you to fail. He comes up and when he's showing me stuff, he's not only just showing me how to operate it, but he giving me ideas. Mm. And he was like, he owns a restaurant called The Pig Out. Okay. He do a food cart. And um, he asked me to come by because he see me on social media, but he really don't know what I do. Right. But his wife told him, let April come by the pig out and do, you know, advertisement. Yeah. I went by there and Carrie called me out. I, I told him I could come by. It won't be long, but I'm going to come by and do it mm -hmm. And because I had to get to LaGrange. He was in Lynette at, you know, selling the food. And he said, okay, just, you know, whatever you can do. I said, okay. 
So I came by there, stayed for about 10 minutes. Hey, we got the pig out. We got this guy, that, da, 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 da. And I got on the highway. Well, I went by my house after I left there, picked up some items, got on the highway. And Carrie called me and he said, I, I don't know what to say. I said, is something wrong? He said, ain't nothing wrong. I'm just out of food. I don't have no food. Wow. And I said, I've been gone 40 minutes. And he said, that's what I know. He said, but this let me know that what you doing with that phone ain't going to be nothing compared with what you're going to do with this station. station. That's amazing. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And I'm the journey is not easy. Right. And I'm telling when you see people like myself or you or anybody, then you think that they just having a great day every day. It's not a great day. Mm -hmm. But what you got to do is every day you got to get up again. Mm -hmm. You got to get up again. If that day was hard the day before, got to get up again. You cannot just say, I don't want to do it. I know you're going to say it, right. but you can't believe it and put it in your spirit. You got to say, I'm going to get up again. And make it happen wow. every day. Every day, sometimes it can be a struggle, but just the reward at the end. Like I'm gonna be able to see people who who I've been see singing at the church. We're gonna put them on a platform where they're gonna really be singing, and hopefully somebody will see them and take them even further. You know, that's what my hope is. Yeah, that yeah. you might start with me, but it won't end with me. Mm. That God has blessed you to see get you somewhere else where you really need to be. Let's start, you know, with us. Yeah. Right. And so I'm I'm you know, I'm 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 I want everybody to win. Yeah. I know people say that, but I really mean it. Right. I don't have to be in the front. I could be in the back just as long as I can push you to the front. Mm -hmm. I I truly am like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hey but that's an amazing story. Again, Again man, I really appreciate you for just I thank taking you time man to just listen. I had no idea. Huh? I had no idea, man. But I know that story gonna motivate. And I hope it does. I hope it does because you know people sit on their talents, their dreams, and you can dream all day. But man, our gifts they gonna make room for you. Like I ain't no big time reporter. I'm not. I can tell a story. But I just love to talk to people, get their story out there, and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah, keep well, it moving. You're doing a heck of a job, man. I'm, I I'm, thank I'm blown you. away. Um, again, again, continue doing, doing what you're doing. doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm enjoying watching. I'm enjoying watching. So. I'm enjoying yeah. watching you, Kane. Oh, man. I swear. I, I know you be having fun, but yeah. just watching you and you just like you just like me. Then you're not waiting on nobody to say, Kane, we yeah. trying to find you. Yeah. Yeah. But y'all, I came knocking at Kane's door. <laughs> we gotta have Kane saying yeah. something on BTV. We, we got we gonna make that happen. You are like, I'm like. This guy needs to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he gonna be on BTV. He gonna be on BTV. He baby. got to. I, I mean, know. you just yeah. be like, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. <laughs> you get those kids riled up. They yeah. love it. Yeah. They love, even when you come like the troop or something by anybody sign, and they just be like excited to see you. I'm like, that's the guy right there. Man, I appreciate yeah. that, man. I, I, I love be part of the team, man. Um, listen, everybody, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Kane Said. You all heard Miss April Ross of BTV. Y'all look for some special things popping up. Y'all know my slogan fame is free.
But the grind costs, baby. Thank you, Gibbs. Thank you.